Good afternoon. I call this business meeting to order. Today, the committee will consider S1720 through the, the Truth and Healing Commission on Indian Boarding School Policies Act. Senator Warren's bipartisan bill will create a commission to investigate, document, and report on the histories of Indian boarding schools, Indian boarding school policies, and their systemic and long-term effects on Native peoples. The bill will also direct the commission to develop recommendations for future federal action and support healing for survivors of Indian boarding schools and their descendants. It currently has 28 co-sponsors in the Senate. Last Congress, the committee held a legislative hearing to consider an identical version of S-1723. We also, determined, we, we also examined the Department of Interior's Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative and its first investigative report on the historical boarding school system. It was a powerful hearing. Interior Secretary Holland, along with tribal leaders and advocates, spoke frankly about the brutal attempted assimilation of American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian children at these schools, where children as young as three years old endured physical, sexual, and psychological abuse. For over a century, the federal government knowingly perpetuated violence and trauma with the goal of assimilating Native children by destroying their languages, their cultures, and their very identities. The impacts of this shameful history are felt by survivors and their descendants to this day. We must do all we can to right this grievous wrong. The committee received testimony for the record from more than 100 survivors, descendants, tribal leaders, advocates, churches, local governments, and experts after our hearing. For nearly a year, we worked directly with Native communities and subject matter experts, including the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition and the former Canadian Senator and Commissioner of the Canadian Truth and Reconciliation Commission, collecting feedback and ideas on how Congress could help to chart a path forward for truth and for healing. And so at Senator Warren's request, Senator Murkowski and I filed an amendment in the nature of a substitute to this bill that reflects the committee's work and close collaboration with Native communities across the country. Without their guidance and support, a culturally respectful and meaningful path to truth and healing would not be possible. I will now turn to the Vice Chair for her opening statement. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. appreciate you convening this business meeting as we're considering S-1723, a bill that would create a Federal Truth and Healing Commission on Indian boarding schools. I want to acknowledge your team and our committee members for, I think, very strong and thoughtful comments and recommendations on how we can improve the legislation. Our bipartisan amendment in the nature of a substitute honors the, the strong and courageous testimony that we heard from Native witnesses and survivors who've been involved in this process of healing for a long time now. Fundamentally, this commission would provide a means to address the legacy and traumatic impacts of the Indian boarding school era on Native peoples and families. The scope and gravity of harm inflicted by these policies and schools which the federal government funded and supported is, is oftentimes just difficult to understand. But because the U.S. government implemented these policies, it's now incumbent on us to document what happened and how some of these institutions attempted to, to literally destroy Native cultures and to develop recommendations to heal from these harms. We're now in a time where we honor and respect native languages and cultures and understand that culture is a protective factor. Culture can heal. But that was not always the case with federal policy. 
For years, countless Native children, some as young as three years old, were forced to leave families and homes and attend schools far away from their communities. In Alaska, we have come to know the story of Sophia Tetoff. She was from the village of, of St. Paul Island, out in the middle of the, the Bering Straits. She was sent to a boarding school in Pennsylvania, Carlisle uh, Indian Industrial School. It's about 4,500 miles from her home. And in these schools, uh, children were, were forced to speak a language that they didn't know, uh, different clothing, different foods, all while living in fear that if they didn't do exactly as they were told, there would be consequences, they would receive punishment. And we know that thousands of Native children attended these schools, but what we don't know is how many did not return home. Sophia was one of those children who did not come home. She died in 1906. Her family repatriated her remains back to St. Paul Island in 2021 made that 4,500-mile journey then. But this is just a glimpse of the policy approach that lasted a century and a half. As you point out, Mr. Chairman, last year the committee held an oversight and legislative hearing on DOI's first report on this issue. We received testimony on S-2907, the bill that would create the Federal Commission, and I recognize Senator Warren for her efforts in that. And since then, the committee kept open a lengthy public comment period. Staff have reviewed the record, which include the stories from survivors. They've researched other federal commissions and how Canada dealt with its own history of residential schools. And again, I want to acknowledge the work of the committee staff and member offices for their efforts to address the calls for justice by advocates while making bipartisan improvements to the bill. We heard from so many different advocates, including many of our faith leaders. Working with Senator Schatz and his staff, we've developed a good amendment in the nature of a substitute. This includes a number of edits perfecting the bill, including good government changes that will reduce the cost and improve the subpoena authority of the commission. And I want to recognize Senator Daines for the contributions that he's made, certainly in that area. But we have, as a committee, received an extraordinary outpouring of support for passage of this legislation. So. I would, I would urge colleagues as we go through this markup and then hopefully um, try to advance this later on in the Senate uh, to, to look carefully and critically at what the committee uh, has, has put before us. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Vice Chair Murkowski. Are there any members of the committee wishing to make an opening statement? Senator Cort, uh, let's do Senator Cantwell followed by Senator Cortez Masto and then if there are no other members of the committee, uh, the, the author of the bill, Senator Warren. Thank you, uh, Chairman Schatz and Vice Chair Murkowski for holding the business meeting to consider S-1323, the Truth and Healing Commission on the Indian Boarding School Policies in the United States Act. Uh, the Secretary Holland was out in at the Tulalip Reservation recently uh, hearing stories for an all-day session, so I very much appreciate how important this is. Washington State had 15 Indian boarding schools where Native children were separated from their families and cultures of the Pacific Northwest Tribe. Since that time, tribal members in Washington have focused on reconnecting to their heritage and most importantly, in healing. A key aspect of this healing is understanding what happened and making sure that it will never happen again. S 1723 will help our Native and Indigenous communities by creating a commission to help guide the healing journey, and will do so through acknowledging the lasting impacts of forced assimilation through the Indian boarding schools and developing recommendations to the federal government that will focus on Native voices being heard. To get to this result, we know that we have to uh, not hide from the past. Generations of tribal communities need to achieve justice and, and heal, and the truth must be acknowledged. 
So I encourage my colleagues on this important legislation, and as if I could just take a moment to recognize the passing of one of our tribal leaders, John McCoy, from the Tulalip Reservation. Not only was he a 20-year member of the United States Air Force and a tribal leader at Tulalip, but he served our state legislature both as a representative and a senator, and we will miss him dearly. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Senator Cantwell. Senator Cortez Masto. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman and Vice uh, Chair Murkowski for holding this meeting on a critical piece of legislation. I am proud to have joined Senator uh, uh, Warren and my colleagues in reintroducing the Truth and Healing Commission on Indian boarding school policies in the United States. And this bill could not be more relevant for our tribal communities in Nevada. We have three uh, such schools in my home state, one of which, the Stewart Indian School, was operated by the federal government from 1890 to 1980. 1980. The Stewart Indian School, like many Indian schools, was meant to erase Native culture and identity. The thousands of students who attended the Stewart School were forced to forget their languages and were often prevented from seeing family members. Those family members were not even informed when children were sick or even passed away. In fact, there are nearly 100 unmarked graves that have been identified in the school cemetery. And this is only a sliver of the cruelty and abuse that Native children at the Stewart Indian School endured. And that is why it's important and crucial for us to act uh, on this painful chapter in our history and to give space for acknowledgement and healing. So I am proud to support uh, the creation uh, of the Truth and Healing Commission and will continue to work with Nevada's Stewart Indian School and Native organizations across the country to help address these injustices. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you very much. And now we're pleased to uh, uh, recognize uh, Senator Warren, the author of this uh, uh, legislation. Uh, thank you very much, Chairman Schatz. Uh, it's a privilege to be back with the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs today to discuss the Truth and Healing Commission on Indian Boarding Schools Policy Act. I was so glad to have the opportunity to join your legislative history on this bill last fall, and I appreciate the invitation to join you again today. This bill has bipartisan support in both the House and the Senate. It has been an honor to work with both Democrats and Republicans together on such an important issue. I'd like to start by thanking Chairman Schatz and Vice Chair Murkowski for your strong leadership and your commitment on this issue, as well as the many co-sponsors of this bill. I'd also like to thank Deborah Parker and the National Native American Boarding School Healing Commission for their invaluable expertise and their work over the past several years. This bill would establish a Truth and Healing Commission to formally investigate the Indian boarding school policies, horrifying and unacceptable practices intended to strip Native children of their indigenous identities, beliefs, and language. I first introduced this legislation in 2020 with my dear friend, Deb Holland, when she was serving in Congress. She told me how important this was to her on a personal level, and we agreed that it is critical from a national policy perspective as well. Since that time, Secretary Holland has launched the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative at the Department of Interior, and I've reintroduced the bill twice to carry on that work. Thanks as well go to Representative Sharice Davids and Tom Cole, co-chairs of the Congressional Native American Caucus, for carrying the baton in the House. 
As many of you know, the federal government's Indian boarding school policies caused unimaginable suffering and trauma that linger on in tribal communities today. And it is long overdue that the federal government fully reckon with this history and its legacy. For at least 150 years, up through 1969, these policies forcibly removed children, some as young as three years old, from their homes and families and sent them to boarding schools. The Department of Interior's initial report has already identified more than 400 of these boarding schools across 37 states or then territories. At the schools, Native children were subjected to harrowing human rights violations, including spiritual, physical, psychological, and sexual abuse, neglect, and trauma. Many never returned to their families, and inaccurate, scattered, or missing school records still make it difficult for families to locate their loved ones. As of last year, the Department of Interior had already identified more than 50 burial sites at these schools, many of them unmarked, and that number is expected to increase. It is no question that this work will be painful, but it is important and long overdue. The Department of Interior's report was the first time, first time, that the federal government acknowledged its role in these policies. It is past time that the voices of survivors and other community members are fully heard. In fact, the final conclusion of the Department of Interior's initial report stated that the federal government has yet to provide this type of forum for survivors, descendants, and their families to voluntarily share their stories. This bill would provide the commission with several years to investigate the policies and learn from survivors and their descendants by providing this forum, holding culturally respectful and meaningful hearings. And throughout this process, the commission would also develop recommendations for the federal government to acknowledge and heal trauma caused by these policies. Revelations in Canada and across the United States have already shown that this work will inevitably result in a resurgence of trauma. The revelations uncovered by this commission, too, will undoubtedly underscore the need for resources to begin healing. To all those who have shared their experiences and feedback to improve and strengthen this legislation, thank you. Your voices are vital and your work has been immeasurable. I look forward to continuing to work with the committee as this legislation advances to finally begin the process of healing for Native communities that have been living with the effects of this disgraceful legacy of the Indian boarding school policies for far too long. Thank you again to Chairman Schatz and to Vice Chair Murkowski for your deep commitment to this issue. Thank you. Thank you very much, Senator Warren, for your leadership on this. We will now <clears throat> turn to S1723. This bill has one timely filed amendment in the nature of a substitute, Schatz Murkowski Amendment Number 23574. I'll now call up the substitute amendment as the original text for the purpose of amendment. The substitute amendment has 12 timely filed first degree amendments and two untimely filed first degree amendments. Committee Rule 5C requires 48 hour notice of amendments to be considered in advance of a business meeting. This rule may be waived by the chair with the concurrence of the vice chair. Does the vice chair concur? I do, sir. Thank you very much. Six first degree amendments make 
helpful refinements to the substitute. These amendments would streamline the commission's final reporting process and require online publication, give the attorney general authority to prevent issuance of a defective subpoena after providing the opportunity to cure, enable the commission to use data provided by the Department of the Interior to prevent duplication, clarify that the commission may not use federal funds to purchase or real or personal property, and finally, a new addition require, this is Danes 1, require that subpoenas get a unanimous vote on the five-member commission. Uh, oh, sorry, that wasn't finally. That was second to last. And uh, finally, ensure the commissioner serving as the traditional cultural authority is recognized as such by their respective native community. I want to thank Senator Danes and Mullen for proposing these amendments and for their thoughtful input. At this time, I will ask for a motion to consider and block amendment numbers KAT 23583, 23597-23576-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23586-23